Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let's dig into some science. I'm just tired of all the conflicting information that we're getting from different uh, sources. I believe in choice, and if I choose not to, that's my decision. I don't believe there's scientific evidence to prove that they're as effective as people are being led to believe they are. That really doesn't make any biological sense to me, Um, and it's ironic because actually COVID uh, does decrease oxygen absorption. COVID causes brain damage. Well, well, well. Mask misinformation is just one of the many conspiracy theories to swirl around the subject of COVID-19. So let's debunk some myths now as we connect with one of, well, one of my favorite scientists, authors, and host of the award-winning, two-time award-winning, that is, super awesome science show podcast, Jason Tetro is with us on the line. Hi, Jason. Hello. How about the mask mashup we shared with you? I just thought I'd poke your bear. I just, you know. How do you feel about masks, Jason, and those who want to say that they're more harmful than they are helpful? Well, I'm one of those people that sort of has talked about not masks, but barrier protection for your respiratory tract. And the reason is, if you've ever been listening to me over the last 12 to 15 years, I've been saying one thing, and that is during cold and flu season, if you want to keep yourself safe, wear a scarf, wear a neck tube, put something over top of your nose and your mouth, and that's going to protect you. I've been doing it when I've been traveling internationally, never get sick. So what's happened is that, well, now the whole idea of a mask, which, you know, used to actually get you a visit to secondary in the the airport, is becoming sort of the go-to thing. But by the same respect, because we have been living so long without masks as being the thing to keep us safe, people are scratching their heads going, well, well, why now when, you know, we've never been without the flu? So mm. I totally understand why people are confused. But at the end of the day, think of it from this perspective. You got a virus, it's going to go inside of you. It's called a portal of entry. Could be your nose, could be your mouth. And you want to make sure that that virus doesn't get inside of you. So you can either avoid people altogether, but, you know, being antisocial sometimes doesn't work, or you put on a barrier protection so that it protects you. And in this case, whether it be a mask, a scarf, a neck tube, a bandana, whatever, it's going to give you some protection. So, Jason, what are your thoughts on mandatory masks? Because, I mean, we're talking across the Chorus Radio Network right now. We have people in every jurisdiction tuned in. Mm -hmm. And in some places, you have to if you're going in a public space. And in other places, it is suggested but not mandatory. This is not your first rodeo. You and I have talked Mm to the timeline of a pandemic before. How do you consume the idea of of making something like a mask mandatory what what, how do you reflect on that okay so the first thing we all have to realize is that when this whole thing first started we went to the good old-fashioned flu and cold stay six feet away from someone if there's a person that has a sickness or something throw them in the corner of your office but then what ended up happening was that social distancing was really affecting everything that was going on in our lives because we locked mm-hmm. down. So right. what you want to do now is you can say, okay, we managed to flatten the curve, get rid of the curve, whatever you want to call it. And so we want to come back to normal. But because we didn't eliminate the virus, in other words, the virus is still kind of circulating and it still has the potential to go explosive, you've got to somehow find a way of being able to protect people from themselves and from others. 
And the way that you do that is instead of telling people to stand six feet apart, which is just simply not possible when you have densities like we have in many of the cities in, in our country, then what you do is you get them to wear the barrier protection. And I think in that context, if you think about it from another perspective where we have people who really like to become close with one another, then you, you start realizing, okay, well, this isn't just for COVID. We're doing it for COVID. But think about mumps. Think about measles. And think about other viruses that really come, uh, that, that spread incredibly well when it comes to people getting close together. And again, we go back to colds and flu. Cold and flu, which is where I'm going next with this, because there are others that are, it seems to me, uh, we're with Jason Tetro, just in case you are just joining us, host of the Super Awesome Science Show podcast, which you can download anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, also an author, uh, scientist, as I mentioned, not his first rodeo, been through a number of pandemics, number of epidemics has Jason Tetro, which is why we are going to you with these questions, particularly about myths and conspiracy theories. Now, the masks have now become a place for conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers really to sort of glom onto. And we are getting closer uh, by the day here as we are reaching almost the, the start of August. It's going to be just a month and a half or two before we are talking about getting your flu shot. And people may be freaking out about getting a flu shot in a pandemic. Can you clarify the importance of that? Yeah, well, one of the things you have to realize is we have um, circulating strains of different types of viruses. And sometimes um, one strain will outperform another. So, for example, um, you know, flu tends to travel a lot. And if it does travel a lot, then you don't see what's known as RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, really coming up too high. However, you still see that flowing around. Now, if everybody gets vaccinated, then RSV has a better chance of being able to essentially spread and, and to infect. Now, that's the normal parameters. This coronavirus, this COVID, is something that is going to continue to spread, and it's going to become dominant. And that's fine, because we're going to get that vaccine. We're going to be able to take care of it. But does that mean that we're going to lose out on the flu? Does that mean that we're safe from the flu? No, it's a totally different virus. So totally different. in that context, what you want to do is you want to protect yourself. And just so people know, if you go to um, Health Canada, they have what's called a respiratory detection or isolations. You can find out what respiratory viruses are going around. You know what's really been making a comeback, even with COVID? Rhinovirus, the common cold virus, which makes no sense because we're trying no. to do everything to prevent ourselves from a cold-like virus like COVID. And yet, for some reason, rhinovirus is going around. Weird. So that's the type of thing you have to realize is that the more protected that you are, and if it happens to be with a flu vaccine, then that's great, then the more likely it is that you're, not, that you, that you're going to be safe and that you can stay focused on the one virus, the COVID, as opposed to, you know, several like we normally do every year. We know that being outside is better than being inside, and it is good to see so many people enjoying our parks, our beaches, but if you are in a crowded um, location, being outside is not enough. We know that it can be transmitted when you're having close conversations, um, talking, laughing with large numbers of people, even if it is outside. So what does this mean? If you are going to the beach or a lake, choose a quieter spot. Keep away from others. Keep that distance between your group and other small groups. 
Dr. Bonnie Henry certainly has been very consistent, almost crisis management tone to how she has communicated with the public, Jason. And you and I follow Dr. Bonnie Henry very closely as we've watched her go on CNN. Uh, she's been in the, you know, featured in the New York Times. She's even taken over, was it Lena Dunham's Instagram? I mean, yeah. she's literally everywhere. And she has every right to be. Um, if there's anybody on this planet who knows how to handle something like this particular pandemic, it would be her. Um, she has handled SARS in the past. She was very instrumental in Toronto. Um, she yeah. has been working with other types of viruses like polio and Ebola. She essentially understands what it means when you have an outbreak that turns into an epidemic, that turns into a pandemic. And so she really has been the voice, not just of sanity, but also of clarity. And so if you want to know more about how best to handle it, um, the, just essentially follow her. She's not on Twitter or social media, but you can definitely hear everything that she's been talking about. And you can always see her um, on the, um, you know, on, on broadcasts and stuff like that when she's actually doing yeah. her updates. It, it really is worthwhile. Our Global News uh, website does carry uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry's updates, but you, you can also go to the BC CDC, the BC Centre for Disease Control website, so bccdc.ca, if you want to specifically uh, listen in on, on what Dr. Bonnie Henry has to say. Let's go to the phone lines. They are open, 1-800-263-2428. And we begin with Janice in Calgary. Welcome to the show. You've got a question for Jason? Hi. Um, yes, I was just wondering if you have watched um, Dr. Fauci's uh, interview on 60 Minutes. I, I saw pieces of it. Uh, do you have a concern with it? Well, you know, he says that go ahead and wear a mask if it makes you feel better. It may help you um, with a droplet, but it's not going to protect you. So It'll protect others. That, no, he's, no, he didn't talk about that. He said, no, if it makes you feel better, go ahead and wear it. I think this is, there's a lot of fear-mongering, and I think there's so many things going on in our world right now. First of all, it didn't transmit from one person to another, and then it did, and then it was on our products, and now it's not, and mm -hmm. now it's airborne. It's like, who do you believe? And you know what? You should believe Jason Tetro, Janice. I got. I agree with you 100. percent It's but been very confusing. Is, but what? Pause right? for a moment, Janice. Just pause for one moment because Jason, I think it's important that you, uh, you, yeah, educate Janice like you educated me on what an emerging novel coronavirus means. Well, I mean, <clears throat> she, she's hit all the points, and the point yeah. is that when it first came out, yes, we didn't think that it was human-to-human -human transmission, because we were told it wasn't human-to-human -human transmission. And then three days after a major festival in China, then we were told, oh, by the way, it's human-to-human -human transmission. By that point, it was going to turn into a major epidemic. And, and as you heard, it was a China health emergency. Now, the problem that happened was that after that festival, people started moving around to different locations. And most likely, Europe is where the majority of these individuals essentially ended up. And that's where you get the European happening. And then from the European, it then came to Canada and also to the United States. It didn't come from China. It came from Europe for the most part. That's causing what we're seeing today. Now, in terms of... And if it is so um, extremely contagious, 
what about all the protesters? With all due respect um, for Bonnie Henry, she has never once mentioned the 10,000 people in Vancouver who were protesting. We have not she has actually mentioned them. There's not one test COVID. case positive. Sorry, Janice, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what she has said on that. Sure. She is happy to report that there are zero test case positives from those protests because most people were <laughs> most people were wearing masks. Sorry, sorry, I don't mean to be st- stepping on you here, but most people were mar- wearing masks and sp- and facing in one direction. Where when we're but what about all the other ones? If it's so highly contagious, you cannot tell me 10,000 people can protest and nobody's come away with it. Something doesn't smell right. Okay, so here, let me, let me help you out. Um, coronavirus is a respiratory virus, and it infects three different areas in your body. Um, the first is your nasopharyngeal region. Now, if it gets there, it actually has to go down into your cells in order to be able to multiply. And so that's where we get the asymptomatic. Now, it can also infect your throat area. And when that happens, you're going to feel that cough. You're going to feel that fever. And that's where we start getting into that sort of pre-symptomatic where you kind of feel unwell, but it's before you get the fever and the cough. And then it can also go down into your lungs, and that's where you start having uh, the pneumonia-like symptoms where you end up having problems. I've already had it. My now, thing the, is that the thing if, is that if when not you didn't have masks, how come not one person out of ten thousand people gathered together downtown Vancouver did not get it? Something does not smell right. Well, because so you think somebody's lying to you? Yeah, I, I'm not saying the disease isn't real. There's no question because I know I've had it. However, tell me where did you get come, it? Pardon me. From where? Where did you get it? From work. Okay, so somebody was asymptomatic or had symptoms at work. I think it's important to talk it through. I mean, I do appreciate your call, Janice. I can't uh, can't 100% say I got it there. It was just a thought. And that was early on. Before, you know, I knew about, I saw them welding doors shut in China a long time ago. And I was the one raising the alarm something is not right here and we were you were in china a word pardon you were in china or you you saw a video of that yes okay we got to pause here janice i'm I'm up against the clock and i have to say thank you to jason tetro for joining us and and taking i'm sorry to those on the phone board we didn't get to but i think we talked a bunch through here uh and jason to sort of just put a capper on this it's important to actually pay attention to the science and even when you feel that the numbers don't add up time to trust the scientist would be a safe bet yeah and when it comes to covid any respiratory virus Barrier protection. You know it was known since the 80s with the other pandemic. I'm not going to mention it right. because that'll get there you a whole lot more callers. Wear the mask. Thank you to Jason Tetro. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 